Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I know you are here wanting to change and rewrite your story. You are desiring to step into the impact that you know you were here to create. I am here to guide you with the proven tools and strategies used by myself and our speakers to support you in taking radical responsibility in your life and learning how to own your choices to change your story. My name is Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a storytelling business coach, master NLP trainer, speaker, podcaster, and seven times published author. My clients have found freedom and purpose from overcoming their shame stories and learning how to share them with the world. I am so grateful you are here. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. This is a special one because I like to do this once a year. I want to celebrate the six-year anniversary of the release of my solo book, When She Stopped Asking Why. And yes, it's about celebrating, you know, the steps and growth and things that we've walked through. And it's also a reminder to stand in the gain. And the gain is always when we compare ourselves to our past self and really honor and recognize how far we've come as opposed to standing in the gap, which is where we look out at all the things that we feel we haven't done, we're not good enough, whatever it is, the story you're telling yourself. It's really easy to be in that gain space. And so when I feel myself slipping into the gain, and I'm referring to a book called The Gap in the Gain. It's a fantastic book. I refer to it a lot on the show. But this moment of celebrating the release of this book on November 15th, 2017, six years ago, is it's a special moment for me because when I have moments of doubt, when I have moments of what am I doing, like what's next, or how do I know, or how do I find the courage to do this next, whatever this is, the stories that I have going in my head. And just so you know, I mean, I'm like everyone else. I have them all the time. It's how do we respond to them differently that changes our direction. But when that happens, I will literally stop. Like I have moments where I'm scared and something is happening and it's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to figure this out? Because the entrepreneurial journey is like a literally a roller coaster. And I don't even like roller coasters to be totally honest, but it is a roller coaster. And when I think, I don't know how to figure this out, I stop and think, how did she have the courage back then? How? Like, how did she have the, how did I have the courage back then? Because I know they say you should only share from your scars and not your wounds. This was still a wound. We were still living in this at this time. It was very chaotic. It made absolutely no sense why I was writing. Nobody thought it was a good idea. And I just did it anyways. And so... I want you to think back when you have those moments, like where in your life do you have proof and evidence that you actually can do the things that you're afraid of doing? So this is actually going to tie into something that I wanted to share about like writing in the process. One of the things that's a really big takeaway for me, and it's a reminder in all areas, is that building trust starts with building trust within ourselves first. It always does. And so if we don't trust ourselves, we can't expect others to trust us either. And when you don't have the obvious trust and you feel like, okay, I can't do this. I have no proof that I can do this, but I feel really called to follow through with this. 
One of the things that I do is I use a step process to work through a limiting belief is I ask, like I said, out loud, because you have to really bring awareness to it. And then ask yourself, like, is it true? Like, is it true that I don't trust myself or that I can't do this or whatever that belief is? And then look for proof, look for evidence, because there's evidence there that you've overcome, you've worked through something like this in your past, and then rewrite it, reframe it in a new empowering way. So I literally do this all the time. So I'm in this space and I'm looking at it and it's like, okay, go back and be that person, recognize that journey. So back then I was learning how to build trust in myself. I actually wasn't looking for it outside of me because it wasn't there available outside of me. So that's a reminder. Like if I'm in a space today and I'm looking for like, why is no one else supporting me? Or why, why do I feel like this is not happening? Why don't they trust me with this? Because I have to trust within myself first. You have to trust within yourself first. Writing a book is not a small feat. It really is not, especially when it is a very vulnerable topic and it can change your life. It can literally change your life. And I'm proof positive that it absolutely can change your life. So I really just want to share a couple thank yous for this because a few things happened over this time. Like when I think of how hard it was for me to share my story, put my voice out there, you know, be that message. What a lot of people don't know is that my book was set to release in October that year, maybe the week after Thanksgiving. And I got a phone call on the Saturday of Thanksgiving and it was David Chilton from The Wealthy Barber. And he, for anybody who has not read The Wealthy Barber, it's a very simple but powerful money book on how to build up your personal finances. So I actually had met him um, a number of years ago in passing and he phoned me on my cell phone and said, so somebody passed along your book, told me what it was. I spent the last hour looking on Amazon love the concept, love what you're doing. People still are not talking about it. So this is fairly new, but you have to change the cover. And I'm like, that's, that's ridiculous. The book launches in a week. We can't change the cover. And he's like, trust me, I have to change the cover. And you know what? This is one of those trust moments where if you're going to get a phone call from somebody like David Chilton in like on a Saturday at your home, you, you've got to listen. Like you have to listen. And he made it really clear. He's like, is it your book or is it about your boys? What's it about? And I'm like, it's about me, what I walked through. And he said, okay, then your face has to go on the cover. And I remember thinking that is absolutely ridiculous. I am not doing that. And he said, oh, yes, you are. Because I've been all over Amazon right now. And your book needs to have your face on the cover. I need the mom's face to be able to attach to the story. So I sat there and I went, all right, I remember back that maybe a couple of maybe about 18 months before that, I had my pictures taken from an incredible photographer named Hillary. And she took this one picture and immediately she stopped and looked at me and she goes, I don't know what that is, but that picture is going to be something. And we both looked at it and it was this very serious picture, close up face. And I went, yeah, there's something kind of creepy about that. Almost like a, and I sent it to David and said, what do you think? And he says, that's the one it's got to get, you got to get that on the cover. And we did. So our book, the book released about six weeks later than it was supposed to, because the picture changed on the cover. And that actually, one of the things I stop and think about is that 
for somebody who was so scared to use her voice and to be seen, I then took my face, my whole face and put it on the cover. Um, I don't even know what I was thinking at the time. And I, I honestly, I kind of laugh a little bit when I think about it, but it was necessary. And I trusted that that message, that phone call happened for a reason. It really did happen for a reason. And so when you're in those spaces, that trust, you've got to build that trust. You have to listen when you get those calls, when you get those messages, when you get those downloads, that's how it changed. And when I was in that space, still like living in the thick of it, being in a space of, no, I wasn't a writer. I, I, I was a science geek. I love science and math. I was like actually about black and white solving things. So being a writer was brand new to me. And I had a lot of personal doubts about it, but I really went, no, this is like, I feel like this is what I'm supposed to be called to do. So stop trying to make logic out of your situation because maybe the logic isn't supposed to be there. It's actually not supposed to be there. Maybe it has nothing to do with that. And I learned how to let go of perfectionism and messy action, whether it's writing in a collaborative book or writing a solo book. Um, don't stop yourself before you start because of fear of perfectionism. Like you're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. You're going to look back at your version of your book later or your project or whatever you put out into the world. And as you look at it, you're going to be like, I don't still recognize that person who wrote that because you're a different person. I'm a completely different person than I was six years ago when this book released, completely different. And do I still have some of the same tendencies, the doubts, the things that pop up? For sure, I do. But I'm a very different person. And so I can look back and see and honor that she wrote that at a time when she was scared, like super, super scared. But you have to go first. Like no one's going to do it for you. You have to do it first. You have to step through. You have to do the work first. You do the healing on yourself first. That was a massive blessing for me. I was not out trying to build a business. I was trying to heal myself. I was trying, and I didn't know it was called healing myself. I was just trying to change. I wanted to create some change in my life. And when you start to do those things, you start to believe that you are worthy of that change. And once you see that you're start, you are worthy of that change, you start to feel more worthiness about yourself. You feel that you deserve more. It takes time. It's not easy. It is not easy, but it does take time. But going first, that's what you want to do is you are going first, Right. This book opened up so many different opportunities. The things that I'm doing today wouldn't even exist if it wasn't for writing this book first. They wouldn't even exist. Wouldn't be doing it. Like none of it. This podcast, this podcast started at the same time as this book. Actually, it started about three months sooner. So literally, we've celebrated like six years of um, Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. I started this podcast because I wanted to be able to create a space to talk about more vulnerable stories. I really wanted to normalize it. And as we normalize, we continue to normalize these conversations. It gets easier and easier to start to recognize that we need to add voices to these things. Like when we start to do it, we can help so many other people. We can make such a difference. And that's what this book and that's what this podcast has done is it has allowed me to connect with people from all over the world, literally all over the world. Just had a podcast the other day, an incredible podcast with a client, um, not a client, with a um, person from New Zealand. 
I've been on his podcast. He's on mine coming up in the next few weeks. And it's just, it's just so incredible. Seriously, it is. There's even more interviews coming. And I'm grateful for the work that we get to do and what this podcast does. It all started around the same time. So you don't know, you might feel this calling that I feel like I'm supposed to write a book. I feel like I'm supposed to do X, Y, and Z, start the business, whatever that is. You have no clue how it's going to unfold and where it's going to take you. And you definitely won't know if you don't start. I, I guarantee that. Like you're, you're probably trying to figure out all the things. I cannot say this enough. I know I've said it and I still think it needs to be said. You're not meant to see every single step. And I think if if the universe showed you every single step along the way, you would probably self-sabotage it because you might not feel worthy or ready to receive it yet. That's exactly what it is. I, I am so glad I had the blind ambition of not knowing what I was going to be doing with this platform, with this book. I just knew it was exactly what had to come next. Because if I would have seen where it was going to lead to, I probably would have, I don't know. I don't know if I would have started. I don't know. So you think you want to know, but you're actually not meant to know. You have to grow into the version of yourself that can actually hold and support that. There's no easy way to do the work. There's no easy way to get there. There's no easy way to write the book. There's no easy way to do any of it. None of it. But when you do this work, it is all for it. It's all worth it. So this year I sit here and I celebrate that we started Write Your Damn Book Mastermind. And I love the name of that. I love the name of it. So I'm taking people through a program where I'm teaching them how to share a vulnerable story. And it's always interesting because what you think the story is going to be about might not be. Some people come with their book almost fully written. And I actually know of a person who I love dearly. Her book is completely done, ready to go. And she, and I had a phone conversation probably two weeks ago and she was in tears and she's like, it's not my book. I, it's not the book I was meant to write. I know it's not, but I wrote the one I think everybody wanted. So I said, but is it a loss? It's not a loss because you had to get that out of your system. So now you can write the book that you're being called to write. Reframing is so incredibly important. It's not going to be easy but it is incredibly worth it to be able to get your story out into the world. It will connect you to people that you could not ever fathom meeting, um, like ever fathom meeting worldwide, global opportunities, speaking opportunities. Um, Oh my God, just like friends, connections. So many things have changed because of this journey. And it is very possible for you too. It's very possible for you too. When you share a vulnerable story, there's one question I get asked a lot. Do I have to relive it again? Because I don't want to relive it again. It was so painful. I don't want to do that. You don't. You don't actually have to. It's actually a very healing process to go through and look at those experiences and see the lessons that you learned. You don't have to live in the experience again to write about it. You don't. You learn how to see it from a different lens and be able to pull those lessons out. You have perspective. You're very safe. You're not in a space where you're being thrown back into a story and having to share it again. You know, it's interesting because as you do this, you know, 
you don't have to speak from such an open, wounded space. And if you have part of your story that feels that way, then chances are good it's not meant to be shared. It's not. And that's okay because not everything has to be shared. People who don't know me well will read the book and say, oh my God, you shared so much. People who know me and walked alongside me are like, no, you didn't. I'm like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. Because there's so many parts of my story that will never make a book because they won't serve a purpose. If it can't be shared while keeping everyone in integrity, I'm not sharing it. It's not happening. Because I, it's integrity is very important to me that I will always respect the people that I'm writing about. And it's very, very possible for you too. So I just wanted to leave this message and say, thank you. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for honestly helping me to share this book and get it out into the world. I still, to this day, an average of three to four people a month that I get messages from, probably one a week from a total stranger saying, thank you. This spoke to me. This really landed. In the last year, I've done probably 140 podcast interviews, like 52 weeks a year. It's a lot of podcast interviews. I've done a lot and it's really put me into a a lot of different audiences and I've gotten messages from so many people. To this day, six years later, every single month, I still get paid by Kindle from Japan. I still get other months or other months from other countries, but consistently every single month from Japan. And it's interesting to me how that happens. Like your story is going to take you places you can't fathom. I was walking with, I have this neighborhood lady, we cross paths all the time. And sometimes we stop and we talk and sometimes we stop and we walk. And finally, the one day she stopped me just last week and she said, can I ask you like, what, what do you do for a living? Cause I just, I really love talking to you. And I, and I was like, oh, I a little bit of everything, podcasting, speaking. She said, well, what do you talk about? And I started to tell her and she was, wait, what's the name of your book? And I told her when she stopped asking why, and she stopped and she was like, interesting. Cause somebody else just recommended that book. I hadn't seen the cover, hadn't looked at it, but there was something about what we were talking about. And here was this lady who went out to tell me that she has not seen or heard from her daughter in years. Um, She knows through another person that she's still alive, but has really dealt with substance abuse. And it's been a nightmare for their whole family. She comes from a family culture where it can't even be discussed. It's not to be discussed. So she actually gets scolded by bringing her daughter's name up. And so think of the amount of shame that person is feeling. And I just sat there and went, see, we think it's six degrees of separation. It's not, it's one, it's like one, two degrees max. It's not. We are so connected by our stories and we are so much more alike than different. We really, really are. We are not meant to do it by ourselves. We think that we are. We think that we're supposed to, but we're not. And I want you to know that you don't have to try and make sense of it. Because I look at this now and I can look back and connect the dots as Steve Jobs says, right? You can only connect the dots looking back. But the other one of my favorite quotes is in the conclusion of my book called, the conclusion is called Letting Go of the Why. And it's by Soren Kierkegaard. And it's that life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. So you have to let go of the fact that you might not know why, and it might not make any sense. And it will never make sense going forward. But life can only make sense when we look at it in reverse. And even though that doesn't make sense, and it it's it feels so foreign sometimes, the dominoes don't make sense until you look back. 
And as I sit here today, celebrating six years and the work that I get to do now in helping authors put their stories together, write their books, bringing NLP tools into writing, running a sort of certification program, um, and having a podcast that is growing in so many different ways. I am just so freaking grateful. And I just really want to take a moment and say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for supporting this work and this show and everything that I'm here doing. And I want you to know that if you see something in me and it inspires you or it motivates you, it's because it's available for you too. It's available inside of you. I cannot make you act on it. God, I wish I could, but I could not make you act on it. You can. And I know it's scary and I know it's hard, but doing nothing is hard. Having a lot of regrets is hard. And I don't want that for you. I want you to be able to look back and connect those dots and say, yeah, I remember that moment. I remember listening to that episode and saying, yeah, I can do this. I can do this because you can, because you can. I am believing in you. And I just wanted to thank you for helping me to celebrate six years of when she stopped asking why. Have an incredible day. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. If you love this episode, I invite you to tag me on social media with your takeaways or share it with a friend. Please, if you feel called, take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.